Hey friend, welcome to Sisters Unplug, the unscripted haven where two sisters, that's us, spill the tea on homesteading, gardening, and holistic health. I'm Jackie, the brown thumb turned green thumb entrepreneur. Yes, she is. And I'm Sandy, your homestead educator. And together, we're your partners in crime on this journey to living life unconventionally. Imagine us as your virtual mushroom coffee buddies, <laughs> chatting about everything from the joys of planting seeds to the trials and triumphs of managing a homestead. Oh my gosh, yes. You know, you guys can expect unfiltered conversations, occasional snorts of laughter because she snorts, and maybe a gardening blooper or two because y'all, let's face it, life on the homestead isn't always picture perfect. No, it's not. And it does come with its trials and triumphs. So grab your favorite cozy blanket. And if you're in Florida like I am, you might not need such a cozy one. Your go-to mug, I have one of those. And join us in this cozy corner of the podcast world. Yeah, Sisters Unplugged. We're the only thing perfectly curated here is really just our love for each other. The rest, well, it's unscripted. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Sisters Unplugged. Unplugged. <laughs> because we're unscripted. <laughs> I need chapstick is what it is. Hang on. <laughs> I have a chapstick addition, um, addiction. And are we, this is where we should be recording. We are recording. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're old. When you don't care that you put chapstick or lip gloss on during a podcast or a recording. That's right. We know we know we're all called arrived. It's called arrived, okay? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely it's called arrived. Oh, look <laughs> at that. I feel I'm put together now. I've got lips on. I have a true addiction here. Well, I am going to say hello to our audience here and welcome you back to our episode three. Oh. We hope you all have your chapstick available. Yeah. <laughs> Grab your favorite cozy blanket or your chapstick or your mug or whatever. Yeah, maybe it's whatever it is. And uh, join us on an adulting uh, version of navigating adulthood and really kind of learning what that definition is supposed to look like. In fact, I have a, actually, I have a really funny story. Somebody asked me the other day, so how old are you? And I thought, in my younger in my younger years, I would have said, "How dare you ask me that question? That's kind of right. rude." And then I had to think about it and think, "I'm not actually sure how old I am because I have learned how to not necessarily attach it to a number." I'm 51, but I honestly, I sometimes have to ask myself, "What am I supposed to be wearing? How am I supposed to be acting? And how old am I? Like what?" What age am I actually really, you know, how do you feel in your body is what determines how old you are, I suppose. And uh, I said, well, I'm 51, but I actually feel like I'm about 35 all the time, every year, no matter what I'm doing. And she said, 
So you feel really young. And I said, I do, but I have to tell you that I didn't always feel that way. In fact, my journey from where I was led me to kind of embracing feeling a certain age, regardless of the number. Have you experienced that before? Yeah, it's funny that you're saying that because a few days ago I was doing a workshop and actually it was a Facebook live and for my son-in-law and his partner, their functional medicine business. And I was talking about our genetics and I was talking about our DNA and how it's not our destiny. And I have the worst genetics on the planet, but yet I, I don't look like what my genetics should say. Right. And he goes, well, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to put you on the spot. And I probably shouldn't ask this, but can you tell the audience how old you are? And now for me, I actually like that question because I am much older, but like you, I don't feel that old and I don't look that old. And so I, I'm over here like, well, yes, I'll tell you how old I am. And then I went, I don't remember. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, let me count back. <laughs> I mean, I have a birthday coming up in a couple of days or a week or so, whatever. So I literally had to like think about it. I'm 57 or I'm going to be 57 in a few days. Um, when you guys hear this podcast, actually, my birthday will be long past. But uh, yeah, that's the same thing. And I, I actually I love it now because people my husband and I will go places and people are like, um, well, you know, this is for the senior discount, whatever. And I'm like, do you know how old my husband is? <laughs> oh, he can't be more than 50. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> no, he's a senior. That's funny. So, oh my daughter. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so I think like what you're saying, the journey from where you were, you didn't feel that way. And now you still feel 35. Like I do too. I feel like I could be in my thirties. Uh, and so I do have to remind myself really how old I am. Yeah, I know. I, I actually kind of go back and forth with that because I have five kids just like you do. And three of them are teenagers. No, I'm sorry. Two of them are teenagers and one is still just 11 years old. And I really kind of feel like I, I'm able to cover the spectrum of mm -hmm. being a mature adult person kind of guiding my 33 year old through life and its principles. And he's a new father now. And then I've got an 11 year old where I can still ride the grocery cart through the parking lot <laughs> and be that 20 year old self. And it doesn't embarrass him where my daughter's like, can you just act your age, please? I mean, right. I, I don't even know you. I don't, I don't care to know you. Yeah. So I think it's hilarious when we can, we can really embrace kind of the fun part of ourselves, the youthful yeah. part of ourselves, regardless of what that age number actually looks like. In fact, I was talking to a client, being a holistic health coach, I'm able to really kind of guide clients through mindset shifts. And a lot of times it has to do with how their body feels based on what their body's capabilities are and their age. And I'm finding this really direct link between what they think their age should be based on what their body's movements are. And I'm helping them recognize, let's just ditch the number for now. What does your body feel like? What do you want it to feel like? And that's the kind of stuff that I was talking to my son about because he was going through some health challenges at 33. And I thought, oh my gosh, I actually feel 33 or 35. I don't have a lot of health challenges really at all. Rediscovering like you are through epigenetics, how our bodies are uniquely made and how we can 
kind of cultivate and curate exactly specifically what can make us still always feel 35. Mm -hmm. And in that, it gave me the aha moment of, oh, that's what it's like to be an adult, to make those choices and make those decisions. But then, you know, two days later, you and I will have a conversation where we're laughing like we're teenagers. I know. It's kind of cool. It is. And the, but there are those moments. I remember growing up, I remember thinking people just don't take me seriously. I look, when I got married, I am not kidding you. I look like I was 12. And if I had my hair back in a ponytail, which I did on our honeymoon, driving my husband's motorcycle, but I couldn't, I was short, so I couldn't reach the uh, the ground where we were driving and we were down in Fort Lauderdale, I think. And so I'm, I got the handles, I got my feet on the motorcycle. And when we come to the stoplight, he put his feet down in the back to hold us up because I couldn't reach the ground. Well, we got pulled over. We got pulled over. I'm in a tank top and shorts and a ball cap, but with my helmet on, you know, and I look like I'm a child driving this really big motorcycle. So we get pulled over and the cop comes out and, you know, take our helmet off. And he's like, I need to see. Well, first he's so upset with my husband. Like, how dare you have this little 12 year old girl on a motorcycle? She probably doesn't even have a license. Right. And so he says, I need to see your licenses. So we pull him out and he, the, um, Steve goes, this is my wife. And the, the cop was like, he was like, could, like your wife, she's 12. Did you marry a 12 year old? You're like, he's, this is where he's going down his road. Right. So all my life, all the way through my, I'd hit 20. I'd be like, they're going to take me seriously. Now I'd hit 30. They're going to take me seriously. Now I'd hit 40 girl. I've hit 57 and they still don't take me seriously. And there's moments when I'm just like, I have to remind myself, remember how old you are. Okay. You're walking in a room of certain people. Now you are not 35. You're not even 27. So don't be talking like them. Remember who you are. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny because remembering who you are implies that we have to remember what age we are, even though we don't necessarily feel that age just yeah. to be taken seriously. I know I experience that when I go to conferences or seminars for business and I'll walk in, I'm shorter than you are. I'm only five, one and a quarter. Give me that quarter inch. Okay. And I don't look like I'm 51. So, I mean, honestly, the first person, the first thing that I get out of people's mouths is you have how many children? I know. And wait, how many girls? You look like a child yourself. And I used to take offense to that thinking, I'm all grown up. What are you talking about? <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah, man, I look like a child. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm like, oh, you want to ask me how old I am? Sure. First, I'm usually like, I need you to guess. And they're like, mm, I don't want to, I don't want to guess to you, you know, whatever. Um, uh-huh. I know it's funny. It's, it's, and I feel like, well, okay, I've got nine grandbabies now. I've, I've like hit the mark. Like I'm older and people are going to think I'm whatever. I still get carded at the store. If it's, you know, senior day, I'm like, I really am a senior. And they're like, mm. I don't think so. Like, we really need to see your ID. <laughs> like, my gosh, are you serious right now? I know, but it's been, it's been a great journey, right? Five kids, both of us, you got one grandbaby. I've yeah. got nine grandbabies. That's just because my kids are just, they don't waste any time. I know. <laughs> well, and you know what I think is, um, 
really what I love about navigating adulthood, and that's what we're talking about mostly on this particular episode. And remember, audience that's listening, this is completely unscripted, unedited, and unplugged conversations between my sis and I. And what you don't hear or see behind the scenes is us laughing hysterically on our conversations about adulthood. And you get a little more of the serious side because we've already exposed through it yeah we've already laughed through it oh I have to tell you this this was so super funny so on our last episode I hung up the phone with you because our connection got kind of wonky and my husband says to me and kind of a whisper leaning in and you know that either a he wants to tell you something that slightly you embarrassed yourself which I've learned now that's part of the adulthood navigation where you learn I don't really get embarrassed so much anymore I'm okay with that like it doesn't yeah. matter anymore. It's kind of freeing. <laughs> Being adult has its freedoms. That's for it sure. It sure does. Yes. He leaned in. He said, you know, your podcast says that it's hilariously funny or that there's going to be a lot of laughter. And he says, you're really not that funny. I know. <laughs> and I was like, ouch. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> well, you were there with the previous conversation and we were very funny. Says, no, you're just you're just getting older. And when you're older, it's just not that funny anymore. And I was like, I don't like navigating adulthood with that comment. (laughs) But then there's us who literally, I mean, how many times a day do we talk? It's crazy, Bill, how many times a day we talk, especially now that we're doing so much interconnected business, which is so unbelievably fascinating to me to see where we're going with, with everything that we're doing. But I'm laughing because like, we literally have this million dollar business built in our minds. We're actually not even just in our minds. We're actually out there. We're building it. Right. But doggone, if you and I cannot figure out where was the last message we sent one another, is it in Google docs? Is it in a text? Is it in an email? And there's 500,000 threads. And then I'm like, we need a virtual assistant. We need, we need somebody to keep us together. Like we can build a business, but we cannot navigate our computers. What's wrong with this? <laughs> I know. And that's, you know, I mean, that's kind of the adventure of being an adult is figuring things out, but especially in business. And actually I had to, I had to kind of pinch myself and pat myself on the back during, during this whole adulthood experimentation. That's kind of how I'm going into everything really is oh, you're an adult now, so let's experiment with that. Or like my garden. Well, your garden consulting and designing, we're just going to experiment. I think I told you the other day, I really just kind of wanted to run through my garden and just sprinkle all the seeds over my yeah. shoulder to see what happens. And lo and behold, I have everything sprouted. It's a wonderful thing. And so I was giving one of my children some business advice and I had to kind of step back and say, in a very proud moment, I'm really happy with the life that I've built and the adventure that I've gone on from childhood to adulthood and all the experiences that I've had because I can impart, whether it's just a little bit of wisdom or a lot of wisdom, depending on what they're willing to accept, it's really rewarding to know that we've been able to share that much wisdom and adulthood with our children to help them guide them on their next journey. And with you and I talking so often, we can share all of those wisdom secrets with one another and gain a lot of introspection and perspective on how to navigate that. It's it's pretty cool. 
I know it, it really is. And it's, I think it's something that, you know, for the audience that's listening to us, if you have a sister or you have a brother or a sibling that you have this special bond with, like there's, it's hard to put it, that into words, what that looks like, you know, where the two of us now, number one, we're siblings, right? So you grow up sometimes. I mean, I remember the day that I'm in the bathroom and I've got my hand on the toilet roll paper and you're like going to the toilet roll paper. And I'm like, stop. And you reach over and bite my hand. And I, <laughs> or the days, you know, I'd come in from, um, I think when I went to college and you were still at home and I'd come home and I'd be like, have you seriously used all my clothing, every stitch of my clothing? You never asked, you know? And so you, you look back at your childhood and you're like, we're never going to be friends. You're terrible as a sister, you know? And here we are in our fifties and we have just this incredible bond and we're able to share all these things that we're doing now uh, and just really bouncing off one another. And I just think that's such, such a special place, you know, for those of you guys listening out there today is what can you do to navigate adulthood a little bit clearer with a little bit more finality and a little more finesse, but yet at the same time, grabbing a hold of those people around you that are important, uh, that can speak life into you. And I feel like that's what you and I have come to this place where, well, we know, like, and trust one another, right? So we can speak the things. <laughs> I mean, you literally can be to me like, don't use that word in your Facebook post. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I know. I, like, I actually had to laugh at myself. I I always go back and reread my text messages, or if I'm <laughs> if I'm posting on social media, I will reread it after I've posted it and realized. I spelled something incorrectly. I'll go change it. <laughs> but you totally, like, you totally went through the text. You were like, you like spanked me, which was fine. It was totally fine. Cause I was like, oh shoot, I need to run out there and change that really quick. <laughs> That's the beauty of being an adult. You can actually have permission to kind of do that. But also that's the beauty of having the type of connection that we have. Yeah. I do want to flip it just a little and speak on more of the, um, or not more, but kind of speak on the, on the relatable side to perhaps some people based on where I was originally, which is sometimes you just don't want to do the thing. You don't want to be the adult and you just, I don't, I don't want to, Right. I just want to be a rebel, which is funny because that's my, um, my handle, is that what it's called? A handle? I don't know. I'm really kind of showing my age. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I that's my my name, if you will, is the holistic rebel. And so I thought to myself, I kind of had this this outside, inside talk as if I was in the mirror with my my rebel self and thought, you know, sometimes I just don't want to be an adult today. And sometimes I don't want to wear that. And sometimes I don't want to discipline my kids. Or make and, dinner. Like, yeah, it's the whole thing. Like, I, who said yeah. we have to grow up and make dinner all the time? <laughs> I don't want to do the laundry. And my husband says, yes, but you're not actually doing the laundry. The washer is doing all the work. And I'm like, stop it. That's not the point. He says, I know, but that, see, those are the types of things you do when you grow up. Well, I'm not growing up today. 
any of you that are listening and you happen to go through times or feelings or emotions, it is so normal. It is so natural to not want to do a thing. What's beautiful though, is being able to kind of pick yourself up even when you don't want to and go, I know I don't want to do it, but I know that I'm going to really like myself after I do it. And I'm going to like what happens. So the, the positive reinforcement, the positive consequence outweighs not maybe in that moment, but it does outweigh the torture you wind up giving yourself or the guilt for not doing it at all. So maybe that's part of adulthood, you know? Well, I, I truly it is because as a kid, we can tend to get away with not doing those things and not necessarily receive the repercussions of that unless mom comes home and we're, and she's like, uh, I asked you to do your laundry and it's still sitting in there. Um, I remember a time when I don't remember what I didn't do for mom. I can't remember, but I do know what she made me go do, which was take all the screens out of the house and put them in the carport and squish Dawn detergent over them. You too, and get the broom and the hose, and we'd have to we'd have to wash them, right? Oh my gosh! So I'm like, mother, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm scarred to this day about <laughs> washing screens <laughs> with the broom and a hose. <laughs> but the thing is. As a kid, you're forced to do it. As an adult, you got to force yourself to do it. You know, yes, that is yes. the part of navigating adulthood. I, something I was just thinking about as you were talking, Jackie, is how often, as I feel like when, when we get to our age, <laughs> our age, we're so old, uh, when we get to that 50, there's something about that 50 year mark, I think with a lot of people. And one thing my husband has always said, he's like, most, you know how they have that saying, you get to 50, it's all downhill. And my husband has this saying, he's like, by the time you're 50, you should be spiraling up, not spiraling down. If you're not spiraling up, then it's time to look in the mirror and find out why. And I feel like this time frame, like 50 and up, most of our kids are grown. Yours are a little bit younger still, but they're fairly grown. Um, we've learned a lot, right? We've got a lot of things in the bucket that we've learned from, hopefully that we have truly learned from. Um, Certain things that we can now walk, I feel like probably a little more effectively and honestly giving ourselves a little more grace. So I was thinking about this a a minute ago when you were talking is this idea of, you know how that floats around with um, what would you, what would you tell your younger self? That question is out there. And I've thought about that for myself. So I'll tell mine in a minute, but I'm curious. And guys, remember, this is unscripted. Jackie has no idea I was going to ask her this question. What right now would you say? I know what I would say to your younger self because you were my younger sister. And yeah, I would know what I was saying. What would you say to your younger self? (laughs) That is a loaded question. And I'll preface it by saying, and I'm going to, ref- I'm going to do my best to refrain from crying. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Back in October of last year, I had a very surrendering moment. I'm a very spiritual person. I'm a faith believer. Um, the Lord and Savior is my absolute saving grace. And I realized that October 10th of last year that I, in order to embrace my whole self, past and present and current, 
I need to surrender a lot of things. And it led me to realize in answer to your question, my biggest uh, challenge or struggle was really accepting who I was, regardless of everybody else's desire for me, plan for me, opinion of me. And so if I had to go back and tell my younger self what to embrace, it would be to embrace doing it regardless of the fear. Mm. I had a tremendous amount of fear around just a lot of things, to be honest. I mean, if I'm really raw and transparent, I feared judgment and I feared ridicule and I feared criticism and I feared failure. And if you are a woman that really has a strong passion and desire to have a business and feel that level of integrity and success on a personal level, I had somebody say to me not too long ago, you have five kids, you are a stay-at-home mom, you seem to have everything you want. And I thought, wow, my first thought was, what have I been portraying that makes you think that? And my second thought was, you're right, I actually really do. But it's only because I finally embraced not being so fearful to show up for myself, Mm -hmm. regardless of how everybody views me. Mm -hmm. And so I would tell my younger self to stop being afraid and just embrace you. And the other thing that I've learned in my NLP practice and training is when you tell your brain to stop doing something, you will continue to do that very thing. Your brain does not process a negative. So I had to start talking to myself differently and say things like, it's time to embrace you. Well, that unpacks a lot of new disciplines and new mindsets, but it has opened up so many significant opportunities. For one, you and I are closer than we've ever been. The other morning, you woke up at 2 a.m. needing to pray hard for me, and I woke up at 2 a.m. feeling like I was I couldn't breathe. We knew we needed that, and we oh, had no idea why. I'm literally getting goosebumps, like thinking about how connected we are even not, even when we're not talking, like the connection is so incredibly strong and in our audience out there, if you're listening, I don't know if you have a sibling like that or not, or maybe you have one that you would love to have that with. I would really encourage you to find that time to share with one another, your heart, where you are, where you wish you were, things that maybe happened in the past that need forgiveness, need reconciliation, where you'd like to see your relationship go. I feel like Jay, you and I have, we've, we've entered this place that is so deep and so rewarding and so true, but it wasn't without we're siblings. So it wasn't without its rocky moments, you know, growing up through life together and we're six years apart. So it's not like you're right up there close in age. So there was a big gap, you know, I'm in high school, you're in elementary still, you know, I get married and you're only, I want to say what, 13 or 14, you know? Um, So there's, there's all of that. And I love where you have come as an individual being your older sister, you know, I can look back and see where you've come. And I just, it's so refreshing and so uh, inviting for others. I feel like you have a story to share with them 
for people that can resonate with that sense of fear and that sense of not knowing who they are and how they should respond to life and, and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, right? Like you have really, in this last year, you've had so much growth. It's just been incredible. Absolutely. Well, it's funny because sometimes that growth can also be scary because mm-hmm. you don't know how to navigate it when it's all happening so quickly. And you, you, something that I've learned is to just embrace the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Actually, the fact that we're doing a podcast, it's unscripted, unedited and unplugged. When you first mentioned it and we started talking about it, I was like, you mean there's no script? We're not going to reread it. We're not going to edit the information. We're not going to make sure it's spelled correctly. You mean we're not, we're going to make, like, we're going to show up with no chapstick or lip gloss. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> oh but my I gosh. I tell you that when you finally allow yourself to get to that place, because it really comes down to just making a decision. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Not Mm -hmm. only, you know, aside from the fact that there's freedom in your opportunities, there's freedom in my soul. Mm -hmm. My nervous system feels more free. Um, It doesn't mean it doesn't still come with its uh, challenges because there will be something or someone or something I've heard or that I myself have even been responsible for where it's kind of takes me back into a little shaken moment. Mm -hmm. But gosh, I can pull myself out of that so much more quickly, which again, makes me feel even more like a, um, an adult moving more towards that mm-hmm. upward spiral that you mentioned. I used to say that I, you know how people say that you go through a midlife crisis at a certain age. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand that. I don't like that programming. Quit mm-hmm. saying those words. Yep. That is not a life-giving. That is a life-taking statement. Mm-hmm. And I like to say um, you wind up entering into a midlife awakening. Ooh, I love yeah. midlife awakening because you do tend to kind of think differently and you feel things differently. Like the other day I walked into the store and I, this may not necessarily be related to freedom or navigating adulthood, but in some respect, it probably will. But when you can walk in a certain area, mom taught us when we were younger, don't ever leave the house without heels, lipstick, and your hair done. That's right. (laughs) And I lived by that. And so I, I interpreted it as my teenage years got through my teenagers, teenage years, I interpreted it slightly different as the time went on where I didn't want to show up unprepared. And so it led to for that perfection, you know, but the other day I'm walking into a store and I looked down and I thought, I don't have matching shoes on and I am okay with that. And I just kept walking. (laughs) Right? You just own it. You just own it. There's something about that adult years when, especially if you do go through that awakening, I feel like you're not staying stuck back in the old patterns and the old ways. When you go through that, you do get that a little bit of that so what's that purple hat society of those ladies are like, when I'm old, I'm going to wear a purple hat. You know, oh, it's a red hat society, red hat. Okay. No, it's, I thought it was purple hats. Oh, I well, don't know. We, I mean, when we owned the tea house, uh, we had ladies that came and I was pretty sure we called it the red hat society, but they wore purple hats. So I'm not even oh, sure. Maybe okay. they were But I think I it's know. the whole idea is that they are embracing who they are, where they're at in life, and they're okay with all that. And we only got a couple minutes left, but I wanted to share really quick. And I think maybe we'll move this into episode four. Um, 
I had a similar awakening right around the same time as you did in October of last year. And like for you, you grew up with these different fears. I don't have fears. I don't, I've like literally sat with myself and been like, am I fearful about anything? I am fearful about um, being out on a big boat in the big open seas that I don't like. However, where I really needed to recognize something that was no longer servicing me was I was a person who I controlled everything. I could always controlled my outcome. I controlled everything. And as much as that served me for a season of time, as I got older, I began to see it creeping in in areas that were not as healthy for me. And with that control comes that perfectionism, comes that um, everything is based on you. It is very you-centered, right? Because you're trying to control your entire life, and especially if things are crumbling around you. And so, and I've had a really good life, so things were not crumbling, but there was this element that I grew up with as a youngster that I said to myself and my sissy right here one day, nothing will ever hurt us. I will protect you. I will be your protector. And I took it seriously, but I took it into to where I became God instead of allowing myself to be led. Not that I haven't been led by God, but I think this requires a deeper conversation and we'll go into in our next episode. So with that, I'm going to close this down because I really also want my sis to share with us maybe in the next episode, what happened at her forest bathing retreat, but we've got like 30 seconds left. So we appreciate you guys being here with us on the podcast today. We hope you'll continue to join us, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, please. We would love to hear from you. And if this resonates with you, share it with your friends, let your sister, your brother, your cousin, your mom, your dog know that they need to be right here with us. Oh, and wait, wait, one more thing. Because we're navigating adulthood and we're talking about that, I'd really love to invite listeners to chime in and tell us those funny moments. What what does navigating adulthood look like for you? Has yeah. it been chaotic? Has it been hilarious? Has it had its challenges? Whatever resonated, like my sister said, and you guys want to share how your, uh, how your um, history has been. Thanks for joining in today, guys. We appreciate you. We hope you join us again next week as we hit the next episode. And we would love to hear from you. Give us a subscribe. Give us a review. And we will see you guys next time.